Hi, welcome to the GRC podcast. Uh, I have uh, Clifton Grooms on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to be previewing the Bishop LeBlanc St. Joseph Christian eight-man football game on this upcoming Friday. Uh, Clifton, welcome to the GRC podcast. Absolutely. I'm glad to be on, Jeremy. You know, I think you've been doing a great job with this, and, you know, and uh, there's always enough room at the table for everybody to win at the table, and I'm so glad this is going well for you, and I'm glad um, – that we're able to get some representation for the Grand River Conference out here. Well, thanks. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, credit you, Clifton. I really had never thought about doing a podcast until uh, one night Clifton and I went to the uh, the, the uh, blonde I guess it's the LeBlonde Gallatin boys game, LeBlonde Polo uh, girls game in the uh, state basketball playoffs. And, uh, and Clifton interviewed me after the game and, and I went home that night, and I thought, you know what, I should do a podcast too. And I started looking into it, and and I asked Clifton a lot of questions about it. And Clifton was very gracious in help helping me set up and in, in doing these podcasts, and uh, basically answered a lot of questions that I had uh, because I was I was really new in doing this. And so I kind of credit you for my inspiration in in starting my podcast. So, but. Uh, I just want to have you just give a little bit of background on how you got started with the podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, man, my podcast may not have gotten started in 2002 or 2003, but my interest in high school football really peaked there. And, you know, when you're talking about my sophomore and junior years at St. Joseph central high school and, um, you know, just had the love of looking up schedules and keeping scores and stuff like that. And, um, Eventually, I did that in my own basement for a couple of years. And then um, yeah. in 2006, I landed an opportunity at KQ2 through a guy named Ryan Minley, who people might know very, very well. Um, his time at the sports director at KQ2 uh, most recently um, was um, part of the uh, Missouri Western Athletics team, who's now moved on to um, Tennessee Martin to become an associate athletic director there. But he first gave me my big break as far as doing this in, like, media or, like, for real. And um, I had my break there for about, I don't know, I've done work with football tonight for about nine years. I left KQ2, lost kind of my passion for um, high school football and stuff, um, was off the grid for about, I don't know, about three or four years. But then um, the pandemic happened, and um, I really wanted to get back into the um, – into the game, and I thought about going back out to KQ2, but I know that, um, you know, everybody and their brother uh, could start a podcast. I mean, you, right. I started a podcast, and you were able to start a podcast. So right. That's, uh, that's definitely two testimonies uh, right there. So I decided to um, build my own, to build my own podcast, to um, build my own brand. So for the first couple of years, it was exclusively a football podcast. Um, most recently for year number one, it was just high school football. But then in 2021, we grew the audience a little bit. We did high school football, and then we expanded into covering um, Missouri Western and Northwest and the MIAA. And now we're covering all high school sports and Missouri Western Northwest football. So, And then we were able to um, incorporate the use of um, a camera that I bought during my income taxes, which um, you can actually see some of my photos on my um, – Instagram page at Clifton's Pod or my podcast Facebook page, and we also have um we also have some T-shirts out. We got a few St. Joe Christian colors out there. We got some people on the um we got some girls on the girls basketball team repping the um, 
Say Joe Christian colored podcast shirts. So, uh, you know, th- we just recently just hit a thousand followers last week. So, you know, this thing's been um, this thing's been going hard, man. You know, the growth has been fast, and you know, the, and the work's never done, my guy. Yeah, I know when that the day you hit a thousand followers, that's a pretty neat day. You know, I I know when I started doing doing mine, you know, just thinking anybody following you on this was like. You know, I, I'm thinking, you know, 100, 200 people might follow me on this. And then, you know, started getting a lot more people. It just seems to snowball. So it's it's really neat. And, and I've been seeing all of these uh, Cliff Notes podcast uh, T-shirts out. I went to Chipotle one day, saw some there, uh, and have seen them all over town. And, and so what what really prompted you to do the T-shirt? Well, I, um, you know, I really wanted to do something. I mainly wanted to get some shirts out for me to wear. But then I got some shirts out for me to wear, and then I had um, interest from parents and co- and uh, parents and players, and they wanted shirts. So now we ended up starting selling them. We first started um, selling the black and yellow ones, which is the ones you usually see me wearing out, um, which is the original colors of the podcast are black and yellow. And then um, I decided I was like, you know what? Let's um, let's hit the schools a little bit. Let's do school color t-shirts so we started doing um we got in Joe central colors which is blue and white we got um benton cardinal red and white for benton we got um irish green for lafayette we got purple and gold for leblond um and um you know when those hit off those hit off we sold over 200 on this very very last run and now you got people you know when the followers increase the t-shirt sales of uh, the t-shirt sales interest starts peaking again so we're going to be making another order here pretty soon. And I have, I talked to uh, Jacob Chittam when I was at, at the North Andrew LeBlanc game a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, let's recruit some North Andrew kids to get some shirts. Let's let's expand this thing a little bit. So, you know, we're going to work on expanding even more of an outreach now with these. So, um, you know, we're, we're working, man. We're just really trying to um, get the foot. We're trying to get the foot on the ground here in several different areas. We're really established here in St. Joe, but – of course, if you want to get really big with this thing, you got to expand out. Right. So I know you're you're really you you cover the St. Joe schools pretty uh, pretty close. I know you cover a few other area schools too, but St. Joe is really where your base is. And we have two St. Joe schools coming up this week: uh, Bishop LeBlond at St. Joe Christian. Uh, just uh, for those who don't know. Uh, you know, St. Joe Christian is, is where um, uh, one of my sons goes to school right now, and I have a daughter that graduated from there, and my oldest son graduated from Bishop LeBlanc. So this game always, uh, when these two teams, uh, no matter what the sport is, it always has a little bit of special uh, interest for me because of, uh, you know, having children that uh, went to both schools. Uh, so it's it's something of, of a interesting game. I, it's the game I always pick. You know, I'm, I'm – looking at following all the GRC schools, trying to get to watch every single one of them this year in football. And so when I looked at St. Joe Christian's schedule, I said, well, this is the one game I want for St. Joe Christian. And so that's why I'm covering the game this week. But, um, you know, I've, uh, I haven't been to a LeBlanc game. I haven't been to a St. Joe Christian game this year because I've been covering the other teams in the GRC. So I just wanted to catch up with you. I know you went to the uh, North Andrew um, LeBlanc game. And uh, so I wanted to start a little bit. What what do you know about uh, Bishop LeBlanc? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Bishop LeBlanc came into um, this um, season um, with very, very high hopes. This is a team that returns um, six of eight starters 
from a team that was very, very close to winning their first district championship since 1993. And uh, first of all, when you think about Bishop LeBlanc, you think about the quarterback, Landon Gardner. Um, Landon Gardner is a kid that um, I think is not talked about enough in the eight-man football community. This this kid is has a hard nose for competing, and he is a guy that um, really has taken um, a leader. He's had to take a leadership role early in his career. You know, he's been a starter, uh, the starting quarterback on this football team ever since he was a freshman, and he pretty much got thrown into the um, into the fire in his first year when this team went two and seven under their previous coach, Eric Fairchild, and then landed, not only landed, but this whole team has got better in 2020 and 2021 under the direction of Chuck Davis, who's now the coach. But um, this is a team that came in with very, very high expectations. This is a team that came in with a lot of excitement. Um, I think, you know, week one, you know, they had that game against Pattonsburg where it was a 66-44 to score, and you might have thought maybe, okay, you know, is – is Patton's, is the LeBron defense maybe not as good as we thought they were, or is Patton's versus offense back? And you know about the GRC, Jeremy. You know um, Patton's maybe aside from last season, has a tendency to score a bunch of points. But, um, you know, then, you know, week two creeps around. You know, the big matchup with North Andrews. This is a matchup that I had red circled on my schedule when I first started making plans about you know, which game should I cover? And North Andrew Bishop LeBlanc, no no doubt in my mind, was a game that I right. really wanted to cover. Now, I thought this game would be a little bit closer, but I think LeBlanc just – I think they might have got a little overwhelmed by the physicality that North Andrew brings. Um, North Andrew in this game last season was not the healthiest they could be. So LeBlanc was able to win that game 34-14. to I'm not going to say that – LeBron won that game because North Andrew wasn't healthy, but you know North Andrew was um, almost pretty much 100% for this ball game back on September 2nd. And um, this is a team North Andrew ran for over 400 yards on LeBron that night, but you know LeBron was able to get 36 points on the scoreboard. And, you know guys like Landon and Jake Corral, those guys have a hard nose for competition, and they didn't quit. So I didn't really hold the loss against North Andrew against Bishop LeBlanc because I think North Andrew, no doubt in my mind, is the most complete team in eight-man football, not just in the Grand River Conference, but in the entire eight-man football landscape. But then you look at last week against Worth County, and I saw the I saw the score. I was following it on Twitter. I think um, other than a lot of LeBlanc and Worth County fans, you know, and that score really – that really surprised me, 64-12. to 12. Um, I thought that um, – you know, I think North Andrew is a team that likes to keep you at arm's length. They like to keep you at maybe about a two-touchdown, three-touchdown advantage, and then they just run the football. They just wear you out, and they run the clock. Worth County is a team that will – this This is an explosive offense, and they'll just, they'll just blow you out of the water if they have the opportunity. I think both teams can tell you that. Cedro Christian can tell you that from their 92-12 to 12 loss to Worth County in week two. But then Bishop LeBlanc can tell you that. Um, last week from their 64 to 12 loss last week, but you know I think the thing for Bishop LeBlanc is okay. How do you respond? You know, two losses to now the two top ranked teams in eight man football. North Andrews number one, Worth County's number two. How does Bishop LeBlanc respond in more of a winnable game against St. Joe Christian? Do they? Is this 
Is there a little bit of a hangover there from those last couple of games? Or are they able to uh, get back on the horse and ride? And um, I think, you know, we're going to talk about St. Joe Christian probably here in just a um, few minutes. But um, I'll give you a little bit of, and you know this very well, Jeremy, I think this is an improved St. Joe Christian football team. And not not record-wise, but I think this is a very, very improved Lions football team. Right. So I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, we'll talk about St. Joseph Christian in just a minute. But back to, to Work County and North Andrew, I saw North Andrew in the Jamboree, and uh, and I saw them in their first football game against uh, King City. Uh, North Andrew is definitely a very talented running team. Uh, I was impressed with their defense. And LeBlond was able to score on their defense, which, was, which uh, they scored more than I thought they would on North Andrew because I was really impressed with North Andrew's defense. But North Andrew and Worth County both are teams that they, they might be the two best uh, rushing teams in eight-man. Uh, Drexel was probably up there until Jacob Coffey got injured. Uh, Platte Valley might be up there with, uh, with uh, Luke Carter. But I, I think that uh, – Worth County and North Andrew. Uh, I I made a joke the other day uh, when uh, this was before last week before they were voted one and two. But I made a joke. I thought Worth County was number one and North Andrew was number two. Uh, but you know, I said I might be a little biased. Uh, and then they come out the next week and it's, it's reversed. They had North Andrew number one and Worth County number two. But I just following both of them in the GRC. I think they are the top two teams. What's interesting is LeBlond uh, this week, they're playing their fourth GRC team in a row. They're the only team um, that is playing four GRC teams in the first four weeks. None of the GRC teams are playing four GRC teams in the first four weeks out of, out of any of the 11-man or 8-man. Only LeBlond is playing four GRC teams in the first four weeks. So, so they're getting their fill of GRC teams. Um, now, St. Joe Christian is, is not at the level of Worth County and North Andrew by any means. They come into this game, uh, unfortunately, a 28-game losing streak on the field. Uh, they, they did have a forfeit win against Northland Christian last year, but that, that was a game that Northland Christian ended up canceling. So they haven't won a game on the field uh, in a long time. They had the experiment of going to 11-man, uh, and they uh, co-opted with Northland Christian. And the first year they scored – 26 points. Now, when I say they scored 26 points, they scored 26 points the entire season. Last Friday, they scored 58. And they scored, I believe, close to 26 in one quarter. So it is an improved team. It's definitely a team that uh, is on the upswing. The downside is they allowed 70 points, and they, um, they turned the ball over a lot. So they're, st- they're still young. They only have two seniors on the team, and they're still a very young team, and they're not deep. So, um, so while they're improving, they're, they're still facing a very tough uphill battle against Blonde and also against the, the GRC. So tell me a little bit more what you know about St. Joe Christian. Well, I'll tell you what, I said it uh, at the very end of when we were talking about LeBlond. I mean, you know, yes, the record is 0-3, but I think this is a St. Joe Christian football team that is very, very improved. I don't think we would have got that 70-58 to 58 score last season in any of the games that they played. I think that really uh, – that's a testament to how much um, Coach Shake is really um, just um, getting these kids to um, – buy in you know when it's a very very slow process but um you know i think a lot of people know if you're saying you're a christian football te- uh football fans this is a team that had a lead against stanbury in the second quarter of their game before uh, a light outage happened
was able to um, run away with the game. And uh, we talked about it with Devin and Anthony, and I'm like, okay, is um, is this a um, maybe? Is this a is this how St. Joe Christian has improved, or is this how Stanberry has regressed? And well, Stanberry then you know, Clifton lost- on that, yeah. You know, Clifton, on that, just a funny antidote, you and I were uh, sitting at the uh, volleyball game with Scotty Burnham, and he was he was telling us that immediately after that, uh, Stanberry went uh, and and went over film that night of that game, and and you sit here and wonder if they, if the if the lights would have not gone out or, or would have come on that night, and Stanberry would not have had that time to go over film, would Saint Joe Christian have been able to continue? in that game. Now they would have had halftime and they would have had some time to do that, but would it have been a much closer game if Stanberry would not have had that opportunity to review that film that night. That's so it, exactly. I think yeah, that's sorry, very, ahead. very possible, Jeremy. I think that's very, very possible. I mean you're looking you know, Stanberry was the home team, so I think they have a little bit more um access to resources like that. And um you know, this is uh, that Stanbury team. This ain't as deep as a Stanbury team or as big as a Stanbury team as it's been in years past. Yes, they have Tucker Sheber. Tucker Sheber is one of the best running backs at A-man football, but there's not a lot of depth outside of that. And you know, you look at their, you look at Stanbury's losses to Albany and King City over the last couple of weeks, and I think that really, I think that really tells a story there. But um, that you know, I think you know, we we, we will never know. That's one of those things that we will never know. But I think that's a huge improvement for St. Joe Christian to be able to keep up with a team in Stanbury that was number seven at the time. But unfortunately, you know, they ran into a buzzsaw in Worth County the next week, but then um, really kept up with Santa Fe the week after that. Yeah, and I think it's an improved Santa Fe team. Santa Fe is 3-0 right now. I mean, you you could argue that Santa Fe hasn't played the competition that some of the the other teams have played, but – they are three and zero, and and so it's still a good team. And and Saint Joe Christian, they stayed with them early. They uh, Santa Fe started pulling away, and then Saint Joe Christian scored late uh, to to make it a respectable game. But scoring fifty eight points on on them is still a, a good result. And 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 I and I think Saint Joe Christian is going to get in the win column this year. What you know who who it's going to be against? What you know if if they things go right, it could be against the Bond this week. Uh, but I think there will be a game uh, that they will uh, enter the win column uh, this year. So I, I, I look I look to that, and I definitely see St. Joe Christian being an improved team. And the great thing for St. Joe Christian, I was looking at their roster. Their junior high team uh, is actually pretty good this year. I was counting their seventh graders. They have more seventh graders on their junior high team than they have on their entire uh, high school football team. And so they are definitely uh, have some uh, signs for improvement. They have they have a good young class. So you know while they've been down uh, for the last four years or five years, you know I, I see some signs on the horizon for St. Joe Christian where they're they're going to start getting better and and will be a team that some will be talking about again. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think the key for these kids is they just got to keep buying it. You know, if, if Coach Shake is the guy that can help turn this around, I think, you know, these kids have got to buy in. You know, you know they got some tough games um, coming up this year. When you look at the GRC, GRC, the GRC is easily head, um, top to bottom, the best eight-man football conference in the state. 
But I think it's just going to be kids just don't quit, just don't buy in, just 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 buy in, don't quit. I think that's going to be the key for them. Is there going to be some hardships along the way in this um, resurgence back to eight-man football? Yes, and there already has been. But I think you know, it, it, I think there is very possible. I think I may see a game or two on the schedule where they could. There's a chance they could get in the win column if they just stay committed and they just stay bought in. So we did talk about some of the other eight-man teams uh, in the conference as we were going through this journey because of, of teams that uh, Thinker Christian and LeBron have already played. Uh, but I want to turn to 11-man and just want to get some of your uh, thoughts on the 11-man side of uh, GRC. What do, you, what do you see so far from the 11-man side uh, on what we've seen in the first three weeks? I think a lot of people are looking at um, right now when you're looking at the uh, Grand River Conference, the 11-man division, and I think you – you could look at this. You could talk about maybe this is a two-team race. Um, you look at Gallatin, who just hired um, – I think it's a good home run hire for them and head coach Chris Holt, who has had success at Princeton and back in Princeton's um, mid-2000s heyday. But, you know, Chris Holt won a state championship in Maryville. And not only that, he came close to winning a state championship in Lathrop a couple of years ago. So and, and beating and beating Maryville, yeah, he 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 beat Maryville on a on a on a Hail Mary too. To, to that was end, a great uh, game. Maryville's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it was kind of interesting in that too. But yeah, he is a he is a great coach. I I talked with him after the Gallatin uh, Hamilton game, and uh, and and I and I've definitely listened to some interviews that he's had. And he, I think he's just changed the, uh, he's changed the environment there. He, you know, Gallatin, Gallatin has some talent, but I, I don't think, and, and this is nothing against uh, Patrick Treese or not, but, but I think Holt is getting them like really uh, ready for the next level. I think, um, you know, they they were equipped to win the conference last year, but not really ready to face the big boys. And really, when I say the big boys, I mean the, the top KCI teams. Because that's really what it's all about. You know, the the GRC has not done well against KCI. It's, it's no secret. And uh, and so I, when uh, Coach Holt uh, has talked, he has not been shy about saying, you know, the the conference is a goal, but beating a top KCI team in district in the playoffs is a goal. And and so he's preparing these kids mentally for that. That you just don't want to win conference there's a bigger goal for them ahead. Oh, absolutely there is. And, you know, and he, he's got a very, very talented – he's got a very talented football team. I believe Gallatin is ranked number six, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Is that correct, Jeremy? That's correct, So, yes. you know, you're looking at – you know, this is a team – I remember Gallatin back in the days, you know, when Mark Cole was coaching the team, and they made that semifinal run in 2007. But I think the Grand River Conference was a little bit more deeper – then maybe it is now. We've had some flashes of brilliance out of the out of the Grand River Conference over the past several years. I know we got a couple of um we got a playoff run out of um we got a great some great teams out of Milan for a couple of years there and you know Princeton had a good twenty twenty season, made it to a district championship. I think the conference is very, very possible for Gallatin, but you like you said, man, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of Gallatin's season is gonna be dependent on whether they can beat an East Buchanan or whether they can beat a mid-Buchanan 
I think they, you know, they got a good start in their in their non-conference schedule by beating a Hamilton team, who maybe isn't as good as they've been in the years past. But Hamilton's still a very formidable opponent, and you know that win against North Platte looks a little better after North Platte beat Maysville a couple weeks ago. Right. That win against North Platte looks a little better on their resume than it has been in several in several in several years. But you know they were able to pick up a win over South Harrison last week. But I think this is going to be. I think the game for Gallatin, I think, is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be the game against Trenton. And Trenton's a team under Kevin Hickson, who's um, taken some incredible steps forward um, this season. I, that's going to be a good clash in the, um, in the GRC. But I think it's Gallatin and Trenton, and then I think they're top-heavy there. But then you got teams like um, Maysville, who's off to a 2-1 and one start um, in the season. They beat Polo last week. I, I actually picked Polo to beat Maysville in that game, but – you know, you know how picks come around. You know, it happens. Uh, by right. the way, shout out to Coach Chris McWillan. That's a heck of a win there for his football team, Maysville over Polo. That's a heck of a win there for the Wolverines. They're starting one and zero in conference. But I think for Gallatin, yeah. it's gonna, that's gonna yeah, Gallatin. No. It's gonna depend on um, it's gonna depend on whether they can beat one of those top heavy KCI teams. If you're, they're gonna have a season really worth making. Yeah, I would say I was at the Maysville Polo game last week, and I I thought it would be a much closer game. I mean, historically, Maysville and Polo have been close games. So, but uh, Polo, the first quarter was really what what dictated this game. Polo fumbled on their second play of the game. They they actually started the game with an onside kick, and they recovered it. So Polo recovered it. So they had the ball first. So it looked like momentum was completely in Polo's. Uh, court and then second play of the game polo fumbled and maysville just uh, marched it right down the field and 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 they just continued to do that um spencer Pliley uh, had 140 yards caleb justice had 103 and they were a great running team but what's interesting is really when you look at all four teams that won last week in the um grc Gallatin, you know, they, they are their team that will just run the ball. It's it's not Air Gallatin like you've seen the past um, the past year. They will run and run. They'll they'll throw they'll throw some uh, in between, but they they will run the ball. Uh, and and so they are a running team. It's a Chris Holt team. You know, he likes to run the ball. But you look at the other two, Trenton and Putnam County. They're those two are going to play this week. Trenton Trenton was picked number two, and they're. I still think they're the number two team, but they've got a, a trio of um, uh, Gabe, no- Gabe Novak, uh, Sam Gibson at, at running back, and then Coleman Griffin at quarterback. Those three are all great runners. Gibson and Novak are both a- averaging over 100 yards uh, this season. And, uh, and Coleman Griffin also has great legs. And they all scored touchdowns in the first half, run- uh, rushing touchdowns in the first half last week uh, in their win over Princeton. And then Putnam County, they've got two uh, running backs also that are averaging over 100 yards. So you've, you've got um, those three teams, or those four teams, really, that they, they don't just have one uh, runner. They have two runners each, um, or two running backs each, that, they, that can just take over the game. So you can't just stop one and, and hope to win. You've got, to, you've got to, to worry about both of them. And then they have, they have quarterbacks that also are capable of uh, – of, uh, you know, running too. So it's it's interesting that the top four uh, in the conference right now, you know, all are good running teams. Uh, so it, it's a conference that is just is just deep in in terms of uh, great running backs. Um, 
so it, the interesting game this week is going to be Trenton Putnam County. Uh, Trenton, as I said, they, they were a top pick. Uh, coaches put them at number two. I still have them at number two. But Putnam County was a number seven pick. And I had some, um, some Putnam County fans when, when, I, when I posted the coaches poll at number seven. Uh, and then I posted my first power poll. I moved it up to number five. And they still kept telling me, don't sleep on Putnam County. Don't sleep on Putnam County. I moved them up to number three this week. I haven't gotten any feedback from them. I think they, they finally think I'm awake with Putnam County. But um, they're playing Trenton this week. If, if they can beat Trenton, I think they might be a legitimate threat to Gallatin. So they're the one team that, that has just surprised me so far in this conference. I, I was not expecting them to do as well as they have so far, uh, which, which is um, – but they have a great running, running attack from Perkins and Tomlin. Yeah, I think that's a very good surprise too. I mean, you know, you're. I mean, it's good to have surprises like that in any conference. But um, you know, the last week, you know, um, you know, I haven't got a lot of very statistics on Grand River Conference teams over the past couple of weeks. But I'll tell you what, that win against Milan was very, very impressive last week. And um, you know, we talk about um, Chris Holt being one of the great coaches in this conference. Mark Cole is now a yeah. coach in this conference as well. And then Mark Cole has had a share of winning, most notably. You know, with that Gallatin team in 2007, and then the 2011 run he made with Savannah in the semifinal. So, you know, Mark Cole and Chris Holt, those guys being back in this conference, I think, you know, for Putnam County to pick up a win against Milan, who's been a Grand River Conference staple over the last couple of seasons, I think it's very good for them. And I think, I think the that 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 went that winner of that game, Trenton and Putnam County, that's going to be a good good test for both those teams to see where both those teams fit in the Grand River Conference. Yeah, I would say this year for the 11 man, and, and historically, you know, I, I've seen comments from others, and I, and I think it's warranted. The, the GRC has just not been deep. But, you know, I went back and I was looking at, um, at, at playoffs, and the GRC has not won a game past district since 2011. So it is warranted uh, that, you know, the GRC 11-man, while the 8-man has been the dominant conference in 8-man, 11-man has not been uh, as dominant. But I think this year the GRC is, has been better than, than it has been in the past years. And, and, I, and I think the GRC is ready to, to have a team step up and win some games uh, once we get past district this year. And, and obviously Gallatin is probably that team that is most likely to do that. But there's some other teams up there that are, you know, have a shot uh, to do that. But it's, it's definitely an improved conference. And I, and I think it's only going to get better because of the coaches. You know, coaches like Cole, coaches like Cole, if they stick around in this conference. Adam Hughes is the Putnam County's uh, new coach. He came from Marshall. Uh, and then Kevin Hickson, who's, who came to Trenton a few years ago, I think are all high-quality coaches. And uh, joining the conference, the other coaches that are in the conference, uh, you know, like uh, Kyle Ross at Polo and McMillan at Maysville, you know, I, I think they're, they're, you have some really strong coaches in this conference. And, um, you know, I, I think it's only going to get better. I think so, too. And I think, you know, when, when the Grand River Conference, I think when that conference is better, it's, it's healthier for – Northwest Missouri, because again, you know, everybody talks about how dominant the KCI has been over the past several years. I think, you know, if the Grand River Conference can establish some notoriety, if they can establish some teams in there, it makes this whole area a lot better. 
So, uh, Clifton, I appreciate your time tonight, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, the St. Joe Christian of Lawn game. I know you're going to be there on Friday, and uh, we're going to have a recap of the uh, the game afterwards. We're going to talk a little bit about what we saw that night, and uh, so uh, you know, I invite everybody to uh, to uh, stay tuned for that podcast on Friday night, and then just hear a little bit more about what Clifton and I have to say after that game. But I appreciate your Absolutely. time tonight. Absolutely. And Jeremy, again, you know, you're doing a great job with this. Uh, thank you um, so much for everything you do, given the Grand River Conference and its teams some representation. Definitely very, very well deserved. And uh, looking forward to uh, discussing some post game with you here as we get set um, after the Bishop of Los Angeles Christian game on Friday night. All right. You too. And and for everybody, go to Cliff Notes podcast uh, I, uh, on, on one of your favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, I know you're on uh, Spotify and, and some other podcasts, but you know, if you want to hear, hear a cliff Clifton, go on to one of the uh, uh, podcasts and, and search for Cliff Notes podcast. So, Absolutely. Thank you, Clifton. Thank, thank you all for listening. All right. Thanks. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later.